0: Section seven of the strange visitation. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This is a recording by Elise Black. The Strange Visitation by Marie Corelli. Another terrible rush and hurry-scurry through unknown heights and depths of the stormy air and then with a sudden swoop and pounce the goblin dumped josiah macnason down outside the garden gate of a pretty cottage in a quiet country lane here as if by magic the sky cleared to a bright blue and the sun shone out brilliantly birds began to sing and the scent of a thousand flowers perfumed every light breath of wind a little bit of sunshine macnason whispered the goblin it's winter time for a good many humans in many places but it's always summer here it's what we call a spiritual climate not affected by outside conditions the suffering millionaire breathless exhausted and conscious of a great aching pain at his heart gazed at the peaceful scene before him in silence it was a very little garden upon which he looked a mere teacup of a garden but full to the brim of the sweetest blossom the cottage to which the garden belonged was likewise very small but it had a deep and cosy porch up which the loveliest jasmine clamoured and threw out tufts of odorous white spray red roses thrust their warm glowing faces through the masses of snowy bloom and twining and friendly garlands showered their velvety petals at the feet of a fair woman who sat just within the porch with her arms thrown round a sturdy boy of some nine or ten years old she was well worth the homage of the roses for she was very sweet to look upon fresh complexioned as the bloom on a peach soft-eyed full bosomed and of an aspect expressing the serenest peace love and tenderness once upon a time she said oh mother cried the boy she clasped that's the old way of telling a story try some other way she laughed darling there's no other way everything was once upon a time wasn't it the little fellow looked up at her seriously no i don't think so you could never say you were my mother once upon a time could you you are my mother always always she murmured that's very true little man your mother always and her lips moved silently on earth and please god in heaven Josiah MacNason, peering over the garden gate, now tried to open it, but found it inflexibly closed against him. He heaved an involuntary sigh. The goblin echoed the sigh derisively. Hey-ho, Beelzebub, it said. Good-looking woman, eh, McNason? And a pretty boy. That's her youngest. She's got three sons and a lovely daughter. Feel a bit envious, MacNason? Don't you wish you hadn't jilted her? Josiah started. A sense of fear and shame began to tingle through his long, chilled blood. She is? She? He faltered. Exactly. That's it, said the goblin. She, she is. The girl whose first affections you won and threw over. That was a nasty trick of yours, Macnason. You did it for money, yes? You've always done everything for money. But the girl deserved a better fate than either you or your money. And she's got it there she is a beloved woman wife and mother just as pretty as you're plain she's poor and you're rich but she's contented and you're wretched she has three sons all clever bright boys and you haven't an heir to your name you treated her like a cad and she has married a man he hasn't millions but he has heart heart is a curious thing You don't know what it is, but it's really a curious thing. It makes happiness, and you don't know what that is, either. Macnason listened dreamily. All desire to resent or deny the goblin's accusations had died out of him. He looked yearningly over that barred garden gate as an unforgiven sinner might look at the closed doors of paradise. So that beautiful woman with the golden-haired boy was Lilias. Lilias was her name, he remembered he had called her familiarly by it in the old days days which he recalled now with a sense of imminent desolation lilias had married and was happy did her happiness please him no he could not say it did a bitter jealousy burnt in his soul a wrathful impatience with deity why was the future veiled why were men left so much in the dark concerning their destinies how could he ever have guessed that lilius would have ripened from the timid pretty trusting girl he had known into this gracious lovely and loving woman with all the sacred sweetness of home enfolding her as securely as a rose is enfolded by the cherishing summer air and still he looked at her and still the bitterness in him grew yet more bitter and in a kind of impotent anger he shook the garden gate with both hands he determined to force it open steady macnason said the goblin at this juncture you're not master here you know every man's house is his castle you want to be a burglar do you so like you i know a lot of fellows who feel that way when they see a man happier than themselves with a nice wife belonging to him they try to steal the wife away and make him wretched it's a fashionable pastime with them and they call it souls oh beelzebub when they find out what souls really are won't they be sorry for themselves come along Macnason. but josiah clung to the garden gate lilius lilius he called but lilius laughing was playing with her boy's curls and neither turned her head nor raised her eyes the goblin chuckled thinks she can hear you do you it inquired mockingly oh hooroo! what a fool you are Macnason. she is as far away from you as you are from her and that's a pretty long distance i can tell you you're out in the storm and wind she's in the full sunshine as i told you she enjoys a spiritual climate supernatural weather but you don't believe in the supernatural do you Macnason? of course not why should you you don't believe in anybody but yourself not even me oh be beelzebub come along come along where to cried the miserable man where in the name of heaven do you want to take me next you shouldn't talk about heaven the goblin said severely that's a supernatural place i don't want to take you there you may be sure it wouldn't suit you at all nor me come along come along don't hanker any more after what you have lost and can never find again sentiment is stupidity money is wisdom think of that it makes you one of the wisest men on earth come i've got another old friend waiting to see you urgent appointment come along i tell you and the goblin made a vicious grab at macnason's coat collar don't yearn like that you're too old to play romeo and ever so much too ugly hurroo one timothy too and away we go end of section 7 recording by elise black